Welcome back, everyone, to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And this week, this episode, it's going to be for you, Chrissy. This is for you. It's Stranger Things Season 4, Part 2. We're going to be obviously in heavy spoiler territory, not just for Season 4, Part 2, but for the entirety of the season and really the entirety of the show. So if you have not caught up yet, I would not recommend you listen to this. We're going to deep dive into our favorite moments, talk about some character arcs and what to expect from Season 5. All that coming up next, so stick around. All right, so Season 4 dropped in central time what was it friday morning 2 a.m or something Mm -hmm. um i didn't get to watch it until i watched episode eight on sunday and episode nine on monday with my family david when did you see it so i was actually able to watch it uh friday night i didn't have to wait the whole day but i did watch it friday night Mm -hmm. and what was your immediate reaction of part two I was blown away, dude. I was like, Sophie literally took a Snapchat of me, and I was like, staying up, like arms crossed, like right next to the TV, like looking at it. And she's like, making fun of me because that's like what dads do, like when they get real close. I was just, yep. oh, I was just so into it, especially like a certain part which we'll get into when they had like those three plots at the climax, and they're going boom to boom to boom, and I was just. Mm-hmm. Like, like tears were down the cheek and I was like shaking. I was like so nervous what was going to happen, you know? So I loved it. Yeah. I think it initial reaction. I think it, it lived up to the billing, you know, yeah. we had known for weeks that it was going to be the last two episodes were going to be a combined four hours, essentially. And the last one was going to be nearly two and a half hours. Um, and you know, that's a lot of hype and a lot of buildup because I think that thus far, as far as I can tell from pretty much everyone online, season four was pretty critically acclaimed and loved by the fans as well so far leading up to part two. Yeah. So I think it had big shoes to fill and I think it did a good job of filling them. I think it did a good job of making the scope feel epic, um, of giving us enough time with each individual group of people, like you said, instead of focusing on one and leaving the other. I There was sort of a weak part in there, but again, we'll get to that stuff later but i i just want to ask was part two better or worse than you were expecting you know we talk about all that anticipation all the hype mm-hmm. all the build up to it was it better or was it worse i think for me it was better only because like i didn't know what to expect there were so many different like guesses and rumors and uh, Easter eggs and it'll be like this it'll be like this like I just didn't know at all what they were going to do and what to expect um, mm-hmm. and honestly like I had time to think about it but I didn't because like the last couple weeks I've been rewatching the entire Stranger Things show so like right. a lot of free time was filled with just rewatching and, and involved in that so it's not like I've just been sitting around like s- thinking about really hard like what what is this going to look like so uh, for me that aside just I think it was better. Um, man, the, just the, the cinematography, the special effects, the music, it just blew me away. I, I think, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be a couple parts of the show, but for the most part, this, this at final like two episodes just kind of blew me away with how they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that once when we left Seven, I had no idea how they were going to resolve this, even in the four hours that they had. 
you know, it felt like so many different characters were in such vastly different places, and I didn't know how they were. I knew they all had to affect the battle with Vecna in some way, but I had no idea how some of them were going to. Like, for yeah. example, I mean, Hopper and Joyce and Murray are in Russia. You know, it's not like even if they get on the fastest plane known to man, they still probably don't make Hawkins in time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was just, I, there was a lot of like, how are they going to do this? And I think as it went on, especially with, uh, episode eight, I think nine obviously is great, but eight had a huge task of setting up that epic battle. And yeah. I think it did a really good job of making all the pieces fit and make sense to prepare us for the the last kind of epic battle that we had against Vecna. So Yeah. And I, I made the mistake and it sounds like you did too. I watched episode eight and then like had stuff to do. So I had to wait. Yeah, waited. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't able to watch them back to back. And man, I was just like crawling just to figure out like what is going to happen. Because yeah, like you said, they, they did a good job of not giving too much, but setting us up for this two and mm. a half hour like finale uh, for season mm. four. So yeah, very good. And I was I was really helped out by my parents actually when I was watching it because they had watched it much more recently. They had just finished it this past week actually, um, finished part one. And I had finished part one, you know, a month ago when it had come out. Hmm. So I was like, uh, I don't, what's going on there? My mom would be like, no, this is connects. Remember when this happened? Oh, okay. So that was like really helpful because there hmm. were a lot of, not just connections to that, but I imagine rewatching the whole series. They did a lot of like season one, season two, like connections and flashbacks and stuff that you really kind of had to pay attention to. Yeah. To make sense. Uh, I We don't have enough time to go through episode by episode all this stuff, but I kind of still want to do it, so I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about episode eight a little bit. Eight, obviously, is the setup. Um, and I think the most consequential thing that I want to talk about here is the relationship between Papa and Eleven. Hmm. Uh, th- throughout most of four, when they're together, you kind of have this uneasiness it feels like Papa's like too nice to her and there's a shady motive underneath and you're not mm-hmm. really sure what's going on. You know that in the end he's going to be self-serving because that's what he's always been to her. His relationship has always been about him. Um, how did you feel they wrapped up that dynamic with Papa obviously dying at the end of eight, being killed by the military? How did you feel they wrap up that dynamic between Papa and Eleven? I, uh, I think it's really interesting how right we see from our side his motivations and for the most part they were they weren't the best you know and on all all honestly honesty wow um (laughs) but there like in episode eight like we do see a side of him where he was at least trying to be like genuine and trying to be like no like i know what's best for you i know you need Mm -hmm. to stay here like i know what you can Mm -hmm. do and i also know what henry and what one what vecna can do like you need to trust me you need to stay here and uh, I, I think it's really interesting how at the end he says, I need you to say that you understand, and she doesn't. I really think that's an interesting response. Uh, I don't know. That, that's like that's, – I either thought he was going to go back to his old ways and she was going to be like, yeah, I knew it, or she, he was going to say that and she was going to be like, I understand. But they mm-hmm. took this interesting approach of like – of her i don't know seeing through it or maybe just not trusting him and just being like this like you know this is a good thing for for you to be gone now like i I need to move on like you're now no longer 
have any hold on me or control of me. I just thought it was really interesting there. Mm -hmm. I liked um, the fact that they didn't give him an out. Um, I think that was really important. They also did that with Billy and Max later on. But I was worried that when they had that moment there that L was going to forgive him for everything. Mm. And was like they were going to try to turn Papa into a hero of sorts. He's not. He wasn't ever. Even when he is saying that he wants to protect L, the way that he does that is by drugging her and keeping her there against her will. The only reason she escapes is because the military shows up, you know? Yeah. And he... Betray, betrays everybody that he's working with to do that essentially and that is one of the things where I think that was most powerful that the Duffer brothers decided that this is not a character that gets to be completely redeemed in the end mm -hmm. which which was very important for me because I hate it hate it when shows do that hate yeah. it when shows give me a you know this person's been made out to be a villain for obviously he's really only a villain in season one because we don't really know where he is yeah. during the other seasons but you know, a guy who's clearly a bad guy, and I'm glad they just didn't do the thing where they all just forgive him in the end and it's all good. And that showed a lot of resolve from Elle, too. You know, she had to overcome this guy who, <clears throat> I mean, he was her father. He was a surrogate father, but she grew up and understood in the end the way that he treated her and that he didn't deserve that final satisfaction Mm -hmm. uh, of L forgiving him essentially. I thought that was really yeah. powerful. Yeah, it really was. Really important. I think it's crazy, which I think we hit this in nine, so we may not want to visit this too long, kind of how your outline is. I think it's crazy when he reveals like the only time reason we've been wanting to keep this gate open is, is because we've been trying to find Henry. Like that's when the only reason of this is trying to find him and kill him. And you, and then I'm like, I was like, oh dang, like that makes sense. You know what I mean? Or not right. maybe not kill him, but at least find him. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Well, and then there's the underlying tone of if he finds Henry, if he finds number one, you know, if he found him, he was not going to kill him. He was going to use him. He was going to try to use him to gain more power. That that was in Papa's nature. But yeah, it's it's cool how that all connects back to to one. And she even asked him like, when I was in there searching, what, what was I doing? When I was searching the void, when I was searching the upside down, opening up crack, what was I doing? They were trying the whole time. He, she was trying to find Henry and she didn't even know it mm. which which I think is really powerful yeah it is um so the other the other stuff that happened in eight obviously eight is kind of a it's a build-up episode you know it's it's the one before the finale that kind of gets you juiced and amped um or in the case of the Game of Thrones one before the finale the one that makes you hate everything and wish that it never happened but I think this one was handled really well. And another one of those things is the through line of Will and Mike's relationship mm. throughout this whole season and throughout the whole series and the moment that they share in the van. What were your thoughts when that scene was happening? I um, I forgot, because are we revealed that he's painting something in early seasons? Or is that like a flashback that they inserted? Um, well, we're, we know that he... I don't remember. We know that he was painting something in four, and that was like a big, the beginning of this season, he like had wrapped it up to take us to the airport so we could see Mike. But I don't remember whether he was okay. painting that earlier and we saw that or not. Because I do remember seeing that, like, what, like, what is that and why aren't they showing us? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that'll be significant. And uh, it was. That was like crazy, like, first of all, it was a really freaking good painting. But, um, I think mm -hmm. it's cool, like, because that, like, 
gives Mike really what he needs. Because later on, he talks to L, and really he's the reason that L survives why they make it out. It's because mm-hmm. he, he's talking to L, and he's like, I'm still here. Like, I love you. Like, you can do it. Like, you, you're my superhero. You're, you know. And so, like, that's mm-hmm. like, that ended up being huge uh, when Will, like, actually spoke from his heart. And, like, Mike, I don't know, maybe he got confidence or finally understood, like, yeah, like, I, I can be that person. Or so, I, so I just thought that was a really, it was a needed scene, really, for Mike, I think, and obviously for Will as well. Yeah. And I think it, it reveals what we had all suspected about how Will feels about Mike. Mm-hmm. That, that it's not just like a casual it's not even just a really close friendship you know um especially after will starts crying whenever the conversation's over it like hurts him but he knows that he has to have that conversation and he knows mm-hmm. he has to push mike towards l because it's what right it's what's right it's what mike wants it's what l wants mm-hmm. it's what's needed but in doing that he's also sacrificing something for himself so that's it's something that's also hurting him yeah. which is yeah which is which is tough but uh, again also really well acted oh my goodness Noah yeah Shat does uh, did a great job um there as well i again you know we've said this before but the way that these kids have grown and matured as actors is extremely impressive he, he's um, blown me away and i think I, mean, I think he's up there for season four of like one of the most impressive actors and one of the most impressive mm-hmm. performances that uh that I saw because man, he just did so good. Despite his God awful haircut, he just did so good. Yeah. Can they give him a better haircut <laughs> for the last season? Is that too much to ask Duffer brothers? You can CGI a, a mortal, whatever shadow monster thing, but you can't give my boy will a better haircut. Come on. Uh, okay. Let's, let's talk about, I, I want to hit on the crew that's in Russia, the USSR. Um, we get the, Joyce Hopper reunion um, in this episode. How are you feeling about the two of them? I support it, man. Put them together. Like, it's just do it. They're they're just weird, and I think they're meant for each other. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, uh, wow, what's what's the the crazy guy's name, honestly, that rides, that hangs out with them? Murray? Murray. Murray. I love how Murray is just belt. like just get it on already you know like he's like stop making this yes. effort for me you know <laughs> yes murray so. actually a true savior they, like joyce dies so early on in that trip to russia without murray who is a black belt and also speaks russian and also does all these other things yeah he's crap um, and ends up saving them in the end like murray underrated for the amount of work that he's putting in yeah. and is not in the final scene like is not at the end with them all in Hawkins, which is whatever. I don't I don't really know what's going on there, but we can get to that later. Oh, I didn't even Finally, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, he's not there. He's not in any of the shots of, of mm. them being in Hawkins two days after everything happens. So mm. I don't know what's going on there. But uh, we have the way that season – or that season. The episode eight starts and episode – or episode seven ends. Gosh. Episode seven ends with Nancy being possessed. And we're like, oh, crap, is Nancy the next victim? Mm-hmm. Well, we get revealed to us pretty early on in episode eight that Vecna is just revealing his plan to Nancy about mm-hmm. what's going on, which seems counterintuitive, but it ends up working anyway. So who knows? But then they all, you know, come up with this whole plan to make preparations and go to war zone, which is 
just a giant gun store, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Um, commentary there by the show. But we have this showdown with Nancy and Jason. Um, that's kind of the the pivotal moment in their trip uh, where Jason is pretty much trying to psych her out and it's letting her know that he knows what's going on. Um, and that gun that he's buying is to use on people like her and her brother. Mm-hmm. Super intense scene. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, 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 I was really hoping really Steve, well I was really hoping Steve would just come up, come on screen and do something in the store, but he didn't. It's okay though. No, he was busy comforting Robin, who saw the girl that she liked from another guy. Yeah, it's true. Dude, I... That was tough. I love Robin, but in that moment, I was like, honey, y'all are preparing to go to battle. Yeah. We got more things to worry about, bro. You're you're about to buy like 16 guns. You're about to fight this (laughs) off-planet. But she does say later on to steve she's like i don't know i shouldn't even i don't know why you're trying to comfort me about my love life we shouldn't even be worrying about my love life we have to fight yeah. for the fate of the universe yeah she's so funny that yeah, she I, is great that's another actress that just did a really good job yeah she's great um but the one thing that I, that i really want to talk about is this episode did such a good job of faking me out for who was going to die because every single character had an emotional heart to heart with another character which is normally the signal of like this person's now dead. Yep. I my dad even was like, "Oh, the Will and Mike thing. Like Will or Mike is going to die because yeah. of this." And then like, "Oh, we get the Dustin Eddie. Like one of these two is going to die." But then we have the Robin Steve. One of these two is going to die. And then there's the Sinclair thing, and there's a Max and Lucas thing, and you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah. Like they did a good job of kind of faking you out in the end. Although I think we can both agree we probably knew Eddie wasn't going to make it the whole time. Yeah, I think I think even me or you said it like i think eddie's gonna die it's because it's like it's one of those i think it happens a lot in shows of like new character that you fall in love with quickly that they didn't ever plan on being there that long kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and oh i'll tell you what though the scene he dies uh oh let me look dustin's the actor gaten Mazzaro, I think is his name. Yeah, Gaten uh, Matarazzo. Dude, killed that scene. So good. Another actor that just balled out. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was a tough scene to watch because of his performance. You know, and Eddie's is like, mm-hmm. I was fully transparent. I, I, I was crying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, yeah. I, I will say though, dude, these kids are geniuses because Loki, this plan was kind of was kind of hype yeah the plan so we don't actually know what the plan really is going out of eight but as i see it unfolded nine like it's it relies on a lot of luck but as far as what they could have planned for it it was pretty solid it was a pretty solid idea there's some snafus of course but it was pretty solid and then i want to mention one more thing before we jump to nine and that is the remix of separate ways Bro. by journey the, like the orchestral remix by steve perry uh, of his journey song to end my dad was complaining um that he does not like running up that hill he doesn't like that kate bush song he thought that like he gets he whatever he understood that it was part of the character and, but he he's like didn't like that song and as soon as this journey song hits my dad like looks at me and his eyes are just lit up 
He's like, this so is amazing. Good. This is exactly what we wanted. Yeah, and that was such an it epic so and great way good. to end that. Because you end with the shot of the Sinclairs walking towards Vecna's house, essentially. Uh, and that's blaring. And you're like hopped up and ready to go to episode nine. And then if you're me, you had to wait 24 hours until yeah. you get to watch it. Bro, I looked but, it up. It's on Spotify. I'm definitely just going to be listening to that on repeat. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a for sure. That's like the... They did Baba O'Reilly with The Who for yeah. season three. Another the one. same thing. So, so I, I guess we'll just get one a season of, of yeah. this. And also, of course, what we're going to talk about later. So Come on. now let's, let's go into episode nine. Um, I'm kind of, I kind of, the way that I want to do this is in what I feel like was least important moments to me to most important. Yeah. So I know that, that there's, here's the question I have. How does Hopper and Joyce fighting the monsters, the Demogorgons in the USSR prison help the kids? To my understanding, it's the particle. The particle that they find is like, it has to do it's with- It's like the, the mind flare, right? Yeah, so I think them like killing that, like severely like hurt, which it did, severely hurt everybody else. And that's my understanding. Okay. Because okay. That, that was the one thing well, there's a couple of things, but that was one thing I felt like the Duffer brothers kind of shoehorned in just to make sure that that crew was involved mm. somehow in, in the wider scope. So that kind of felt a little weak to me. But again, that was still awesome. Murray, you know, barbecuing all the Demogorgons. <laughs> and then we got to watch Hopper kill one with a sword. Do you see he posted? He made a post and that sword is from a movie. I can't believe I'm forgetting it. It's like a pretty uh popular no, movie. I didn't okay hold on i'm gonna he said nerd alert the prop at the end of episode nine is the atlantean sword from the conan films no way really yeah the dk harbor like david harbor official official instagram post he, he posted that wow i thought it looked like oddly stylized for obviously it's a weapon they kept in a russian prison that makes sense now that yeah, it was he, the conan Sword. He said the ST props department gave him the actual sword used in the filming of both Conan films. Hey, he was probably hyped then. It was heavy. It was heavy as. It said <laughs> a tremendous honor to wield Schwarzenegger. Ready to accept your notes on my technique is what he said. His technique was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, arm arm chop off on the first pass, slice the head on the second one. You know, can't really get much better than that. So true. I, I thought that part was was fun. We obviously had the callbacks for Joyce, especially for the the Demon Dogs and what those did to her mm-hmm. deceased former boyfriend Bob. Rip. Um, I thought that part was cool to kind of connect that. But again, I felt like that was kind of weak. All right, let's go to my favorite way they decided to add people to the final um fight and that was the name of the episode the piggyback what were you thinking whenever they come up with this idea to piggyback onto max through the void to fight vecna that was kind of hype i don't know why i hadn't thought about that but like it makes sense right yeah oh yeah that's what i was thinking because i was like how are they going to there's no way they get to hawkins in time for this final battle yeah no you need a bolt train in japan in 2022 to get there you know what i mean like there was yeah. just no way, and I was it was pretty genius, I think. That was, it was I think it was pretty cool, and it worked for a little bit. Yeah, and I know <laughs> that Argyle has not everybody's favorite new character. I mean, he's getting outshined. Everybody's focusing on Eddie um, as being the great new character, but Argyle's 
like humor in nine and the way that he they convinced the surfer boy pizza guy to let them use their place and like he's like i think l says something like uh yeah i need a tank or i need i need a tub and argyle's like yeah gotta be clean to do battle in the mind yeah <laughs> it was like he's so his little stuff was so funny he did a great job of keeping the humor in this incredibly like intense and dark episode so i thought yeah. that was a really smart way for them to get him involved mm-hmm. um and also we have the will and jonathan heart to heart which happens mm-hmm. which was really cool as well kind of jonathan saying like i i know what's going on like i know who you are as a person i understand what's going on and i want to let you know that i'm here for you and i still love you and i'll never not love you and low key is it is it there i think it might be the first time we've seen that maybe since one um like that yeah one and two he did a lot of yeah he did a lot of stuff but yeah it felt like the focus with jonathan and you know people that he cared about was always with nancy so it's nice to see that like that was the focus of this um it did get a little there was a lot where i was like okay there's now four characters standing around doing nothing while Elle is doing all the work but welcome to stranger things where Elle does all the work and the rest of them mostly stand around anyway because yeah. they don't have superpowers so yeah that happens yeah that's tough i, but I like, thought what were they gonna do was really yeah. i thought Elle was really really good um and in these last two episodes, Millie Bobby Brown has been probably the best of the child actors the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she, again, was just fantastic. Um, and then you also have what you mentioned earlier, Mike's speech. You know, yeah. the way that he, he relates to when the, the first time they saw her and, and how much he cares about her and how he loves her and doesn't say it because he's afraid that she'll realize she doesn't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really smart. Made me hate Mike a little less. Yeah. So yeah, that was deep because he was like actually honest for the first time, you know, and like it's like, dude, that's yeah. actually a really good. Re- that's a good point. Like, finally, you're, you're valid in that, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to L, and this kind of reaches into episode eight. Like, dude, when she pulled down that helicopter, holy crap, <laughs> that was clean. Yeah, and she was like toying with it almost, mm-hmm. which is the same thing she does with Vecna a couple of times in this one, where like when. First of all, uh, I, I the one edit that I want somebody to make on the internet is like so Max. Whenever she's obviously in the like recreation of the snow dance, and she's about to be killed, and Vecna's like walking towards her, and then all of a sudden just gets lifted and pulled back. I wanted like the stone cold like shattering glass WWE <laughs> entrance theme for L showing up because that was that was just awesome. There was a lot of like cheer worthy moments, and that was that was a really good one. Yeah, it was. Um, and then Al obviously in the end saves it, but as as Mike hints at later um, at the end of this episode, and Will does, she's not used to failure, and she kind of fails because, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell, Max is gone. You know, Max is gone for forever. She's blind, broken all of her bones, and when Al tried to visit her in the void, she couldn't find her. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, that's tough, dude. That's which was I was not expecting. That was the one curveball I think they really threw at me. I was not expecting Max to go. I really thought she was kind of a shoe in. And I was um, not expecting her to go, but then survive. But I don't think she will. No, that we can just talk about the the Lucas and Max thing now. That, whew, 
Uh, there was a lot of emotional scenes, but when Max is like blind and she's like, I can't see, I can't see, I don't want to go. I don't want to die. I'm not ready to die. That part was yeah. tough. That was the part that got me the most. And Lucas acts his heart out. He, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, that was... I, I want to ask you something because I, I, this was like, someone said this to me. Max didn't say anything about Lucas, right? She just said, I can't see, I can't feel, da-da-da, right? Because I heard someone was like, what if Vecna, like, took her mind, which is why Elle can't find her. So with that goes her memory, who she knows, what she knows, stuff like that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember her. I am just remember her saying, I don't want to go. Hmm. And, like, then you get the shot of what even makes it worse is when she's like, I don't want to go, and you see Lucas there, but then Elle is there in the void, can't oh. obviously physically interact with anybody, but is just mm-hmm. sitting there crying. Um, that, and you that see her just tough. twisted limb. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, well, because they started breaking her limbs, and I was like, oh, my God, they're killing Max. That, like, I started I crying there, too. I thought I they like, were going to save I it. Do this. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and we also got to talk about Lucas. Um making the ultimate Rocky Balboa style comeback in his fight with Jason and just throwing haymakers. Yeah. Right. Uh, right hook, right hook, right hook, right hook, yeah. right hook. Yep. Until he knocks Jason down. And then my boy Jason at the end, probably the most brutal death of the series. And it's the best death of the series. Come on, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Cause the crack splits in the ground and he's like, just disintegrates like in half. Yeah. Completely is, ripped. Oh my gosh. But I, I, that was good. And then Erica, it, Erica, so she gets tackled by this adult. Erica is 11, by the way, yeah. at the time of this show. Yep. She gets tackled by this probably senior and high school boy. And there's a moment when the gun, when Jason shoots the gun first, and, and the guy that's on top of Erica gets distracted. She kicks him in the nuts, which I jumped up and yelled about. And then she yells, critical hit which is a D&D <laughs> term, before she whacks the dude across the head <laughs> with a flashlight and knocks him unconscious. Erica, fantastic. Just the facts. That was Just the so facts. funny. Erica is fantastic. Um, oh, my hey, goodness. Hey, the thing I want to hit, I'm obviously saving, I'm saving Dustin and Eddie for the end. So next yeah. let's talk about, I feel like Robin, Nancy, and Steve actually weirdly had the least amount to do in this episode because yeah. for most of the time we see them they are talking or just trapped by the (laughs) weird slug vine things on the wall i'm about to sneeze oh my gosh okay (laughs) okay i think i called it off but i I, they were given the least amount to do but we have another heart to heart once again this time with nancy and steve where steve who told the story in episode eight about having all the kids and driving around and seeing the country he reveals who the mother of the kids is and it's always nancy yeah um well so well delivered too that was a really cool moment yeah and and you can see that nancy is pretty taken aback by steve and and everything and then in the end she still kind of half stays with jonathan even though both of them don't really want to be together it's a very weird situation they're gonna have to clean that up yeah i was in, in five I hope they end up together. Is it okay? This may be bad. I was I wasn't hoping that Jonathan died, but I wasn't like gonna be 
but if Jonathan died, it would have made things easier. Yeah. He's just yeah, kind of there. Like, I don't know. He's a nice guy. He is. Yeah, I think that he's the anchor for Will, though. And we see that. So I think that he needs that even more than Joyce is. Yeah. That's kind of Jonathan's role. He's the one that's always staying with Will. I want to uh, Nancy... see more from him in season five. I feel like this season he was just like a pothead and like didn't do a whole lot. Which he acknowledged, much. yeah. But you know? yeah, he did the, yeah, he was, he was kind of useless, honestly, for a lot yeah. of the season and he owns up to that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Nancy, once again, continues the trend of just staying strapped and ready to clap anything that moves because she saws off the barrel of a shotgun in episode eight and then just absolutely pumps rounds into Vecna's body when they're in the upside down, which is fantastic. And the Molotovs, and you're like, what is going to kill this guy? turns out not that. Because at the end, we see his body going away. Um, Robin has the chance to reunite with the girl that she likes in the end and who knows we'll see what we get yeah they kind of leave that open don't they yeah i think that the girl likes her back i don't i'm sorry i don't remember that character's name um, i don't either there's so many stuff that so much stuff to remember let's just talk about it now i'm just gonna skip to favorite moment of season four favorite moment of part two Hmm. it's it's gotta be it's gotta be eddie playing master of puppets right I mean, that's up there. Like, that's 100% up there. It's mine, no question. I've watched the... I've literally just watched him saying, this is for you, Chrissy, and then hitting the first three notes. I would say, like, 25 to 30 times since I've seen it. (laughs) Like, I have a TikTok saved, and I just open up TikTok and immediately go to it and watch it. It's so great. The facial expressions, Dustin headbanging part of the way through, the idea of the plan, the yeah. fact that Eddie is a metalhead and is listening to Metallica. You're going to see a lot of people try to gatekeep Metallica, one of the most popular bands of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. But, like, I knew that moment was coming, unfortunately. I was on yeah. Facebook and it got spoiled for me because <laughs> a Hollywood reporter wrote an article that just said, Master of Puppets gets the running on that hill treatment in part two of stranger things season four or something like that and i was like are you kidding me like, someone fire that man spoiled? but then i then because i knew it was coming i looked for my parents reactions and again my dad's face just lit up whenever it, so... the notes hit and you know it's the perfect way for eddie to contribute yeah i was so great yeah well honestly like i even brought it up in the episode too uh because like People are watching. People who I was watching it with said, "Like, oh, is Eddie gonna die?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's gonna die." Like the entire uh, like totality of season four has been him saying, "I'm just not that guy." Like I'm a wimp. Like yeah, even that was way heavy-handed in episode eight. That was one of the parts that I thought wasn't great. Whenever he's like, or no, I guess it was nine. It's in nine where Eddie is like, "Look at me and Dustin. We're not the heroes." And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, Eddie, like, come on, you're landing on real thick. I knew he yeah. was dead at that point, like, for sure. Yeah. But that but, moment, I think, for me, was the best moment of the entire season. And then, again, Dustin, like, screaming and, and weeping, you know. Oh. Yeah, and limping Powerful. towards him. I, I did, I, I, the first, I was like, Eddie's death feels kind of, uh, he sacrificed himself, but it didn't feel necessary was like why didn't you just follow dustin into Mm. the other place but i was thinking like 
we don't know whether the bats can travel, but what if they just travel into the through that portal and that's they travel right, yeah. in, into their dimension instead of in the upside down? So I think that's what Eddie was thinking. That's why he chased it away. Yeah. But again, just the hitting the first notes of Master of Puppets. Also, one of the low key, not low key, high key coolest parts of that was that when Dustin's like. We only have 20 seconds left, Eddie. Eddie's like, okay, I'll play the solo now. And he like just whips up a solo too. And you're like, oh my God, dude, you're going to die. Like, yeah. you can't be doing this. And he's like, I'm just going to shred. Like, yeah. that was so great. Yeah. And the yeah. actor actually learned the riff. He was not the one playing. That was actually the son of the bassist of Metallica was the one playing the track in the episode, mm -hmm. which is cool. But the actor actually learned the riff. Eddie's actor learned the riff. Wow. So he could like be realistic in his hand motions whenever he's playing along with it. So that was really cool. Yeah, it is. I think honestly, despite all of this up and down and despite all of the sad things, I think what breaks my heart the most though, is that he dies a forgotten person and he dies as this main suspect in all these murders and no one, and, and, and no one ever know the difference. And they even say that in the local newscast that they have afterwards, they say like, uh, his death is comforting to some, but is not enough for... They're blaming him for the earthquakes. They're blaming him for Vecna tearing the hole in the dimensions and releasing the Upside Down. They're blaming Eddie for all of that. Yep. And it's... Yeah. But that's why that scene between Dustin and Eddie's uncle at the end is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, he just... Dustin, while crying, is just telling Eddie's uncle, like, he went out to save this town full of people that hated him. And, and that's tough too. People that hated him. Yeah, that's tough too because he can't talk about it. He is going to say he died in the earthquake. You know, like for, really for the rest of their lives to anybody outside that circle, you can't talk about mm -hmm. these traumatic and like crazy mm -hmm. experiences. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're going to have to fight for the fact that Eddie didn't die like that. That Eddie died a hero and not not this villain that everybody painted him as. Yeah. So yeah, that part's that part's really tough. And then of course. The end of the season, we get the reveal. The ash starts raining down. They go to look out, and you see on the horizon, you know, the the trademark red lightning and dark clouds as the helicopters are flying in the distance, and the music swells, and you know that the upside down is now here, mm -hmm. and they're going to have to do a lot to get it back. How do you feel about the decision to keep Vecna as the main villain for this next season? Because the way that this format has gone, they've – they have vanquished the villain each season, essentially. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one that's going to overlap, kind of. I like it, because I think we find out in part two, Vecna's a lot more powerful I, than we thought. And, like, even mm -hmm. despite him losing, it didn't look like he was concerned. He's like, mm -hmm. you haven't won. And he, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, you know, last breath, last second, like, you haven't won. But it was like a, he seems so confident. Like, yeah, what mm -hmm. you're doing here just doesn't matter. And I was like, dang. Mm -hmm. So I, there's just something else planned. Like, he's got something in the bag, and uh, I think it's okay. Because I think, especially with how much I already feel, like, intertwined in this 11-1, and one, like, relationship. It's I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And, like, some people I, I know were kind of, like, almost disappointed with the 11 uh, Vecna show off but I think they're saving it for this season five I think we're gonna get a, a yeah. pretty in, incredible like final stand 
between the two. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I, I was actually, now that I look at it, it was foreshadowed. When they're playing the original D&D game at the beginning of this season, uh, Vecna is killed, it seems like, and then Eddie brings him back, says he's not dead, um, which is exactly mm-hmm. what they just did in the show, which is really smart. Um, but yeah, yeah, I kind of felt like that was going to be the thing. They had revealed that he yeah. was the ultimate, like, I controlled everything, the mind flayer, that was me, the portal, that was me. I'm everything about the Upside Down. Yeah. You can't, like, kill him off and then be like, but here was this actually secret bigger guy that was behind Vecna the whole time. You have to do yeah. Vecna. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's going to be pretty insane. Dude, did you hear... Well, rabbit, but kind of not chasing a rabbit. Uh, this actor had to sit there for seven hours with four man team as they put this suit on him. So 98% of it was like actual it's, it's, it's his suit. And then there's a little bit of special effects for the moving tentacles, but that just blew me away when I saw that. Yeah. That's, that's like, you know, always the famous example of like Jim Carrey studying with the like Navy seals to figure out how to undergo torture because he essentially had to undergo torture. Um, for the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that you know, they, they, it's always cool when they do practical effects like this, and you can tell. You can tell yeah. when they were putting a lot of care. I thought the effects, you've already hinted at this, but the effects in this scene are, are not seen. In this season are are just amazing. You know, they're getting better and better. We've, we've said that throughout as they get more mm-hmm. money. Season three was better than two, and two is better than one. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just really impressive. Did you also know that he is the voice? Oh like really? Beckner's voice is not—it's not edited. I watched a video. Oh my goodness! It's not edited. He's just—he's out here doing that. Wow. He is. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's insane. So. That's impressive, dude. Everyone's so, just yeah. popping off in this in this show. Everybody, everybody's doing a lot. All right, let's go through some of the. We're already at forty-two minutes. We knew this was going to be long. We're already yeah. at like forty minutes. Yeah. But let's go. Let's go through these questions that I have. Uh, so my favorite moment, I've already said, you weren't really willing to say that Eddie playing Master of Puppets was your favorite moment. So what is your favorite moment? I think I don't know, maybe just because there's just so much. I'm just trying to think of, it's almost, because like two and a half hours, that's like a lot for just one episode. Um, I think favorite's a hard word to use because it's not necessarily happy. I think it's the three plots like climaxing. They keep going back and forth to like uh, Hopper, like slow mo about to slice the Demogorgon, and you have uh, Lucas and the whole Lucas and Jason and Max thing climaxing mm-hmm. as Max is beginning to rise, and you have uh, L and Vec, like all that just simultaneously happening. Boom, boom, boom! Like I was just like. Dude, my senses were just firing on overload because there was just so much mm-hmm. happening. I thought it was so cool in the music building, you know, and um, mm. I was like excited and stressed and like low-key like on the verge of like tears and antici- in, in anticipation of what was going to happen. Um, so I think that was my favorite scene because I just think they did such a good job building up and also with Eddie and Dustin that that was also happening. Um, mm-hmm. Building. That's what I love about Stranger Things, and we've talked about this. Is like they start like with four or five different plots and by the end of the season they all come together like all fighting for one purpose each person's plot helps the main purpose and at the end they all end up together and that was kind of this like they 
all were doing their individual things, but it was helping everybody. And so, yeah, that, right. that's, that's probably the scene for me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mine, I'm not changing it. It's, it's yeah. Eddie. Yeah. It's Eddie playing master puppets. That's Especially, probably, you know, rips, rips the pick off the necklace pick that he has. And he says, Chrissy, this is for you. And then just like, he's into it. He like yells as he's like playing the first notes and, yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's that's just one of my favorite moments from the entire series. Um, yeah. I love the way that they decide to m- use music in this show. Mm-hmm. And that, that's low key, just really cool. They low-key took a, a note from Guardians of the Galaxy. I think they saw the effectiveness of like the 80s music and like how popular that caught on. And I think they did yeah, because it's more it's more prevalent in the later seasons. It's not yeah. something that I remember about season one and two. I mean, there is that the Clash song "Should I Stay or Should I Go" that's kind of prominent in two, I think. But other than that, you know, it feels like yeah, that maybe this is something they took from that. Um, we've already answered a lot of these. What was your least favorite moment, or what was the thing that kind of took you out of it? Um, man, I'm trying to remember. You got something while I'm thinking? I think that um, for me, it was the look at us, we're not heroes thing. I didn't feel like they needed to further reinforce that any more than they already had. Uh, I I thought that they did a pretty good job of kind of setting up Eddie as that character personality anyway. Um, And they didn't need to do the look at us, we're not heroes thing again. Uh, I just felt like that was really heavy handed, really trying to force the idea down on us. Mm. Um, so that my other thing would be, it felt like Nancy, Robin and Steve were held against that wall for decades. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, like what you were talking about while everybody else is like actually doing something, it feels like they were just slowly choking for like 20 minutes which, I mean, I guess you could say that they were slowly choking for 20 minutes, but that kind of felt like a waste to me. Yeah. They, like, weren't sure how to, like, prevent them from getting up there to Vecnas, you know, kind of Yeah, they almost made it too fast. They didn't have anything to fight through. Um, So they, like, had to stall them somehow, and that feels like that's how they stalled them. Yeah, I think... Yeah, honestly, I I enjoyed a lot of... I think... For me, that was similar. Like, they were like, okay, they're in the house. They got there kind of quick, you know, and then uh, he just knew they were already there. And, yeah, and he was kind of, they were stuck against that wall. And I thought, <laughs> low-key for a second, like, is, is everyone going to die? Are they going to kill everybody? Because they were struggling right. to breathe there. Um, so, yeah, and I think something you mentioned earlier, which I don't know what else they would have done, while L was piggybacking besides Mike, everyone was just kind of like standing there hanging out. But Mm -hmm. again, like what would they, anything for them to do? Yeah. Yeah. What what would they have done? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another thing I want to mention that I forgot. I I don't like the way that they, people treated Hopper when he got back. The like weight loss jokes Mm. kind of felt really stupid. I get the point of like the characters skinnier now and that's like a big thing and Hopper wasn't skinny before but like it feels like these people are forgetting that the reason he lost weight wasn't like Hopper just decided to go to the gym and work out it's because he was starved and tortured mm. in a prison yeah so I thought that those cheap attempts at humor uh I think the L one was the one that I would forgive the most the I don't know it just it kind of yeah. felt it kind of felt ham-handed and a little dumb a little 
one of my least favorite parts about Avengers Endgame is just like the these people keep making fat jokes about Thor, the person who is clearly in a depression and ha- is having issues because mm. he feels like the half of the universe died because of him. Mm. Uh, and these people don't really decide to help through that. They just make fun of him. I kind of felt like they did sort of the same thing with Hopper and I didn't love that. So, yeah, I forgot. I completely forgot about that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's nitpicky out of all the stuff that by no means taints my whole view of the part two or anything like that. But I was just, I would have done without. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. Uh, the last thing uh, I want to talk about is just how how do you feel about the upcoming season? I'm excited. I I do feel like, man, these last two episodes were huge, and a lot was going on, and a lot went into it. So part and, and based on I read, I think fandom uh, on Twitter, like interviewed, and according to the Duffer Brothers, I think season five will be the longest season yet because they're saying like they just have so much to close and they have so much uh, going on and uh, you may want to check me on that but if I'm if I'm remembering correctly like they were saying like this will be uh, biggest season so yeah I'm just like how are they gonna <laughs> there's a lot lot to top with season four but uh, it's just like where are they gonna go from here you know what I mean so I think that they have said actually that it's going to be shorter but that they're ramping up the action more than any other season. So it's not oh, going to be as okay. long as four, but it's going to, you know how every season is kind of slowly progressive and the end of the season is where all the action starts. Yeah. Now with Vecna being out in the open, they don't really have that time. So it's going to start immediately. Oh, I'm completely um, okay said. with that. And they've also said that um, the will is going to be one of the centerpieces of this next season will you know at the end of part two at the end of episode nine is talking about how he can feel vecna still will obviously was under the control of the mind flayer and was trapped in the upside down for a long time Mm -hmm. so he he's talking about how he can feel vecna and even at the end i didn't notice this my first watch but i saw it on um somebody posted a video on tiktok of it his nose is bleeding in the final shot really so L's nose is bleeding and his nose is bleeding in the final shot, which huh. is like, what's going on with Will? Is Will like? I think there's a sneaky chance we get like super powered Will. Interesting. I think that's possible because he has the connection to Vecna and the Upside Down. I think that's a chance, but I'm, okay. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think it's. I really have good. no idea. I have no idea when I'll, I'm going to look up the release date right now. I I don't even know if they know when it's going uh, to come out here's the thing like obviously we talk about this a lot like not getting our hopes up but the duffer brothers have just done so well consistently i think i can get my hopes up knowing that they will like perform and execute the season the way they're supposed to because they they said right they've had this plan since the beginning and Mm -hmm. they're they are pretty sure they're going to keep the ending how it's always been planned to end which makes Mm -hmm. me feel good like they've had, they've had a lot of time to think about it and change it, and they're still like, no, we're going to keep it. So that makes me feel really good about it. So David Arbor told GQ magazine that they are eyeing a summer 2024 release for the new season, and that filming will likely begin in 2023. So we have to so wait two years. Two years before we get another one, which oh. is, I guess, about standard. We've had to wait way longer for 
we had to wait three for the gap, so we're gonna have to wait two. But yeah, uh, so so in two years we'll finally get to this conclusion. This is one of the great things about a show like this is that you always have time to catch up if you haven't watched it yet, um, yep. especially with Netflix and the accessibility. It's very easy to catch up. But one yep. of the bad things is that you have to go long breaks in between because all these actors are committed to other things and it takes so much work. And money and make yeah. this. And yeah, so summer 2024. But hey, can't wait. we're getting it. So yeah, give us a chance just to rewatch it again leading up to it. Because you'll probably have to to remember everything that happened. Exactly. I will never forget Eddie playing Master of Puppets, though. I promise you that. I may, I may just go back to the episode and fast forward it just to watch that again. That's, yeah, that's worth it. That's worth it. That was so hype, dude. Also, I just can't get over the separate ways remix. That was so good. Mm-hmm. And they're like all in the mm-hmm. camper, like just goaded up and ready for war. And I was like, <laughs> oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fantastic. all right well that's it that's all we got this has been episode 19 of what do you want to watch stranger things part two of season four uh kind of just breakdown and uh we're gonna do a special episode on saturday uh over thor love and thunder so uh be ready for that uh are we gonna be is it gonna be a spoiler conversation right We'll we'll do we'll try to split it up so people that haven't watched it we can say whether we think it's worth their time or not. So probably do like first 10, 15 minutes of the episode, maybe spoiler free talking about what we thought of of the movie and comparing it to other MCU and then we'll obviously dive deeper into plot stuff. So good stuff. Well, this has been it. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you later. Bye.